Hi, this is John with Prodigal Church. We're so glad that you've downloaded this week's message. Our online ministry has enabled people from all over the world to access our weekly teachings. We're so grateful for you, whoever you are and wherever you are. For all things Prodigal, download the Prodigal app at your app store. And if you consider Prodigal Church your home, would you consider donating monthly at our website, prodigalchurchfresno.com. Thanks again for listening online. Now let's dive right into this week's teaching. For Father's Day 2022, we are recording this live from my garage, okay? So if you hear cars or trucks pass by, that's because the road is right there. Now, growing up in the 1980s and 90s, I had three movies that were my favorite, okay? And their ranking, uh, one, two, or three, depended on which I had seen most recently. And those movies in no particular order are The Goonies, Okay, Braveheart and Top Gun. Okay, for years growing up, I wanted to be a fighter pilot, a naval aviator. Okay, Top Gun played such a big role in my life. Uh, when I was in high school, my friend Danny and I would sing You've Lost That Love and Feeling to strangers in a restaurant because of this movie. Top Gun was my jam. And this past week, Sarah and I went and saw the new Top Gun movie, Maverick and it was pretty great, okay? Now there's a new heartthrob in this movie, okay? Miles Teller plays Goose's son, uh, call sign Rooster, and instead of the shirtless volleyball scene that was so famous in the first Top Gun, we now have a shirtless football scene in the new one. And there's this two second clip uh, from the movie that has gone absolutely viral, check it out. And while we watched that specific scene on the movie, I could see my wife's heart go pitter-patter even in a dark theater. And so this week I was playing outside with Dex and Ivy and I made a new version of this meme with my son and then I sent it to Sarah, reminding her of the beautiful children that I helped her create. Well, happy Father's Day. Uh, we're so thankful for all the dads that are out there. We have spent this last four weeks here at Prodigal immersed in the Old Testament book of Leviticus. And so for Father's Day 2022, uh, let's spice it up with the New Testament. We're going to look at just two verses in the New Testament and just see how we might become more like Jesus together today. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 13 through 14, it says this, Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. I love this verse. It's this verse full of power. Be on guard, stand firm, be courageous, be strong, yeah, and then do everything in love. I, I love that last part. The Greek word here for be courageous is actually be men. Okay, and drizomai, it means to make a man or to, to, to make brave or to show oneself a man. Right here in the scripture, to be a man is to be courageous. Our world needs us today more than ever to be courageous. 
Your wives need you to be courageous. Your children need you to be courageous. Your city, your church, your work, your world needs you to be courageous. I used to think that someone who had no fear was someone who was the most brave or the most courageous. But if you're not scared, then courage and bravery become unnecessary. If you're not scared, then it's not courage. Be brave. The prerequisite to having courage is that there is fear. In what ways is God calling you to show courage, to show bravery uh, right now in your life? What are you afraid of? Now, it's amazing to see all of the great uh, young men within our church. Uh, we're starting our summer internship next week, and some great men have some great young men have signed up to be a part of that. Now I'm 41; I don't feel like a young man anymore. But often, young men in our country and in our culture postpone growing up. Okay, they'll say something like, "Well, when I'm 18, then I'll grow up," or when they're 18, they'll say, "Well, when I'm 21, I'll grow up," and then 40 is the new 30. The top buyers of the video game Call of Duty are men ages 24 to 32, okay? Guys, that is not growing up. That's extended adolescence. This passage in 1 Corinthians 16 offers us several things that we can apply to our lives today. Whether you're a man or a woman, you are single or you're married, whether you're a mother or a father or a son or a daughter, uh, this applies to you. The first thing Paul says is be on guard. Be on guard. When I was a kid, I would pretend to sword fight. Okay, I would use wiffle ball bats, fun noodles if we were in the pool, or just large sticks. I remember one time getting Nerf swords for Christmas. They still really hurt even though they were Nerf. But we would get ready for these battles and every time we would say, on guard, okay, on guard. Uh, which is actually a French phrase in fencing, used as a direct call for fencers to assume the prescribed position preparatory for action. It was get ready for action. Get ready for action. Now there are lots of things that we need to be on guard about right now in our lives, right? But in our context today, Father's Day 2022, we need to be on guard against not being fully present. Not being fully present. Have you ever found yourself not being fully present in the moment before you? Maybe you come home from work, but your mind's still there. You're a bit zombie-like at home. You're just going through the motions. On guard. Be present. It's in times where the Spirit of the Lord will say this. On guard. Be ready. Open your eyes. See the beauty before you. See my presence before you. See their presence before you. God wakes us up to be fully present with our families with our loved ones, fully listening, fully engaged with our spouse, fully intent on what is happening around you and among you. This really is a part of the spiritual life, being present in the moment. Now, for men, uh, when we're there but not really there, it causes us to do all kinds of dumb things, okay? And it is in the spirit of Father's Day that we offer every woman here a translation 
of some of the things that men say, okay? This is a men's thesaurus. Okay, so, so men don't always say what they mean, but allow me to translate for so many of you out there today for your future benefit, okay? When a man says, it would take too long to explain, he means, I have no idea how it works. When a man says it's a guy thing, he means there's no rational thought pattern connected to this and you have no chance of making it logical. When a man says, uh-huh, sure, honey, or yes, dear, he means absolutely nothing. It's just a conditioned response, okay? We're not paying attention at all. I shouldn't even be telling you this stuff. When a man says, I can't find it, he means it didn't fall into my outstretched hand, so I'm completely clueless. When a man says you look terrific, he means please don't try on one more outfit, we're late and I'm starving. And finally, when a man says I'm not lost, I know exactly where we are, he means no one will ever see us alive again, okay? Okay, so these are humorous examples of the way sometimes we miss it as guys, but this one may hit more close to home. Uh, picture yourself, you're lying in bed to your spouse and she says, I had a terrible day at work. And you say something dumb like, well, why don't you quit? She says, well, I don't want to quit. I was just trying to tell you that I had a hard day. And then you're like, well, if you didn't want my opinion, why did you ask for it? And she says, just forget it. Forget that I said anything. And you're like, I will, okay? M missing it. We're missing it. It is in these everyday occurrences where negativity begins to affect our house, our home, our mindset, our relationships, when the Spirit of God says, on guard, be on guard, be present. That's not the way of love. Jesus shows us a better way. The second thing that Paul says is stand firm in the faith. Standing firm is an affirmation of who you are, of who we are in Christ. It keeps us from sinking. When we get laid off of work, when we lose a loved one, when our kids are misbehaving at school, when the bills are too high to pay, because who we are in Christ isn't based on our outward circumstances. We can find peace in the midst of turmoil. It's that inner peace, the peace that Paul says transcends understanding. He can't even describe it. It just, I, I can't even fathom how I can have peace in unsettled waters, in troubled times. There's this scene in my second favorite movie, Braveheart, where William Wallace and his friend challenge each other to remain still while the other throws a rock at them. It's a test of courage, it's a test of bravery, it's a test of standing firm. And his friend says, I could crush you like a woodum. And with that great Scottish wit, William Wallace replies, would you like to see him crush me like a woodum? And everyone says, aye, aye, and they stand apart. And William Wallace's friend says, hey, you'll move. And he goes, I will not. And he throws this huge rock and William Wallace stands firm and it flies by him. Uh, now, my brother and I invented a game based on this exact scene from Braveheart. Okay, we would stand a certain distance from each other and he'll say, he'll move, and I'll say, I will not. And then he throws a frisbee or uh, a ball of some sort and I just have to stand firm, stay still. Sometimes it would hit me in the face, sometimes it would hit me in other places uh, that hurt even worse. And if I remained still, I would win the game. 
uh, he has brought that game to all of the universities that he has coached at. Um, and so he has college kids and uh, future Olympians playing this game called Braveheart. He'll move, I will not. We still play it occasionally. You win the game, not by never being hurt. You win the game by standing firm. Stand firm. Be immovable when everything else is moving around you, when there's fear, which goes to the next thing that Paul says. Be courageous and strong. Be courageous and strong. For the early readers, many of them, after reading this passage, would have immediately thought of Joshua and the Israelites, uh, right? They, they'd spent uh, 400 years as slaves in Egypt, and then they are rescued, and they wander in the wilderness for 40 years, and then it becomes time for them to enter the promised land. They're right at the edge. They can see the promised land. They're ripe for the taking, and God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. My dad led our family from Illinois to Fresno, California in 1989. We drove across country and we saw the, the cornfields of Iowa and the badlands of South Dakota and uh, the buffalo and uh, the geysers at Yellowstone National Park. Uh, we uh, saw the Great Salt Lake and then we saw Reno, the biggest little city in the world, and then we saw the palm trees of California. Now this was an amazing journey, okay? Now Illinois is not like slavery in Egypt or the deserted wilderness, and Fresno has its pluses, but it's certainly not the promised land. But my family felt strongly that this was the best move for my brother and sister and I. They demonstrated strength and courage because they had fear. Yeah, they had fear. They left everything they'd ever known. My dad was an electrician and he changed careers to go into law enforcement. What courage, what step of faith. And I scarcely remember how powerful and how difficult it must have been until I myself became a father almost nine years ago. That helped me understand just how brave and courageous and how strong my dad has been for our family. Dads are special. You know this. Some powerful quotes that I've read about dads. Uh, here's one. There are three stages of a man's life. He believes in Santa Claus. He doesn't believe in Santa Claus. He is Santa Claus. Mark Twain said, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant, I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much he had learned in seven years. And then remember who you are and where you came from. That's from Simba's dad, Mufasa, okay? Mufasa, ooh, do it again. Okay, I love the Lion King. Now there's a story, an ancient fable told of a, a land long ago where men were allowed to have many wives and a middle-aged man had one wife that was old and one wife that was young. Each loved him very much and desired to see him like herself. He wanted to please them both, and so he yielded to their every whim. Now, the man's hair was turning gray, which the young wife did not like because it made him look too old for her husband. So every night, she used to comb his hair and pick out the white ones. But the elder wife saw her husband growing gray with great pleasure, for she did not like being mistaken for his mother. So every morning, she used to arrange his hair and pick out as many of the black ones as she could. The consequence was the man soon found himself entirely bald. 
Okay? And the, mer- the moral of the story is fairly obvious. You give to all and you will soon have nothing to give. Uh, how much better it is to remain true and give everything to Jesus. Give everything to Jesus. Don't give everything to your job. Don't give everything to your marriage. Give everything to Christ and you'll become the husband you're called to be. Uh, the one who loves his wife as Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her. Give your job to the Lord and what is life draining can become life giving in Jesus. Give everything to Jesus. When we put everything else infinitely second and come to Jesus with our everything, he sends us back into the world as better versions of ourselves, better moms, better dads, better sons, better daughters, better friends, better kingdom workers for Jesus. And finally, do everything in love. It's my favorite part of the passage. Do everything in love. This bold, be strong, be courageous, stand firm. Do everything in love. There's always a tenderness to biblical manhood. Manhood and Christ-likeness are synonymous. There are men in the Bible, okay? But if we're not modeling our manhood from Jesus, we're taking the wrong examples. Manhood and Christ-likeness are synonymous. You wanna know what it looks like to be a man, a real man, a strong man, a courageous man? Yeah, we don't look to the warriors that we may find in the Old Testament. Sure, certainly there are principles there. No, we look to Jesus. That's a real man. Philippians 2 says this, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Another translation says, have the same attitude as Christ Jesus. Do you have that in your relationships? This Father's Day, whether you are a man or a woman or a son or a daughter, be like Jesus. It really is that simple. The world today, it's so divided. I know this, you know this, we're reminded this of on everything on social media, on everything we see in the news, and even in our relationships. And in this divisive culture, there is a temptation to confuse what it means to stand firm. Often, we Christians, we confuse it with standing firm in our convictions of being in one camp or another camp. We want to play brave heart with our opinions. I'm not going to move no matter what comes at me. I'm going to stand firm in how I think and keep watching and letting others tell me what to think. Tell me what to stand firm in. The world is divided. Some of us think, well, I better hunker down with the people on my side and stand firm. May I suggest something else? May I suggest someone else? Don't stand firm on opinions or parties or politicians or even convictions. Stand firm on Jesus. Become more like him. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. He's our firm foundation. He's the rock on which we stand. 
In the summer of 1992, I was 11 years old. And the Summer Olympic Games in Barcelona provided one of the most incredible moments in the history of the Olympics. This was during the track and field event. Britain's uh, Derek Redmond had dreamed his whole life of winning the gold medal in the 400 meter race. And his dream was within sight as the gun sounded in the semifinals in Barcelona, Spain. He was the running in the race of his life and could see the finish line as he turned and ran the back stretch. Suddenly he felt a sharp pain down the back of his leg. He fell face first onto the track with a torn hamstring. Sports Illustrated recorded the dramatic events. I remember seeing it highlight after highlight after highlight. And as the medical attendants were approaching, Redmond fought to his feet. He, he would later say it was animal instinct. And so he set out hopping on one leg in a crazed attempt to just finish the race, long after everyone else had finished. When he reached the final stretch, a large man in a t-shirt came out of the stands, hurled aside a security guard, and ran to Redmond and embraced him. It was Redmond's father. He said to him, his son, you don't have to do this. And he told his son, yes, I do. His dad said, well, we'll do this together. And they did. They made it to the finish line. Derek didn't walk away with the gold medal but the entire world walked away with an incredible memory of a father who saw his son in pain, left his seat in the stands to help him finish the race. This is what God does for us. When we are experiencing pain, when we're struggling to finish strong, we can be confident that we have a loving father who won't let us do it alone. That's why we can be brave in the midst of fear. That's why we can have courage in the midst of being scared. That's why we can stand firm because our dad leaves the stands and he puts his arm around us and he holds us and he helps us finish strong. Jesus tells us in Matthew 28, I am with you always, surely, even to the end of the age. Now, we will close Father's Day 2022 with how we began. Yeah, with Top Gun. When someone calls my phone, uh, they hear this. Now, now the Top Gun anthem was my ringtone long before the new movie came out, okay? I told you before, this is my jam. Uh, the musical score is famous in Top Gun. Now, when I got married, uh, I, I said, Sarah, you're the boss. Whatever you want for the wedding ceremony, it's yours, except for one thing. When they say, I now pronounce you husband and wife, you may kiss the bride, we kiss, we turn and face the crowd, and they say, Mr. and Mrs. John Richardson, I want the Top Gun anthem being played. And my brother had to work magic to make sure that happened with the DJ because somehow the DJ thought I wanted highway to the danger zone, which may also apply to marriage, but I wanted the Top Gun anthem. And a couple years before I got married, my brother was married. And right before the wedding started, the groomsmen had left and left in the, the groom's room was just my dad, my brother, and myself. And it was this, this powerful moment where we just kind of all cried. My dad told my brother how proud he was of him. And it was just this really special, epic moment. And two years later, 
Uh, I'm at an out, we're at an outdoor wedding, my wedding, and uh, I wondered if, if I was gonna have a similar moment. And the groomsmen all start heading out to line up, and I kinda go back into the bathroom, and it's, I'm kinda like Maverick putting my hands on the sink counter, staring in the mirror, um, just getting ready to spend the rest of my life with someone. And my dad walks in the bathroom, and he doesn't say anything, and we just hug, and he says how proud he is of me. And I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. It's this, this, this special moment where I was worried about getting married. I was worried about what songs we're gonna play at the ceremony. I was worried about if the guests were gonna be too hot because it was outside. I was worried about starting life new with no safety net, with someone else. I was worried about all kinds of things. And I just felt a dose of courage, of bravery, when I was held in my dad's arms. And it still sustains me. When you need to be courage, when you need to stand firm, when you need to be brave, know that Jesus says to you, surely I am with you even to the end of the age. God, I pray that this Father's Day that that truth, that reality wakes us up to all what's all around us. God, that, 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 that you being with us and you being present helps us be present. Present at home, present in standing firm on you, present in standing with courage and bravery in the midst of whatever life throws at us. God, we thank you for our fathers and the men in our lives who have been such a positive impact. Bless them this very day. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to thank you so much for joining us online at Prodigal Church Fresno. If you are in the Fresno Clovis area watching this before 10 a.m., join us in person because we've got some hot sauce for you. Um, if, and for all the guys um, that come to service today, we've got some fun stuff planned throughout the service. So feel free to join us in person. Next week, we begin a brand new sermon series called Summer of Love, and we can't wait. God bless you, peace in Ukraine, and happy Father's Day.